hey, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. We do this every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. My name is Chana. With me today, we have Joe and Aaron, sort of. Aaron. Oh, yeah. He's kind of, he's, he's popping Here's in. Aaron. He's popping hey, in. Hey, what's slow. up? There what's he is. Up? What's up? No video for me today. I'm walking, trying to stretch out my back, so. You're, you're, uh, call in. you're, right now, you got a face for radio. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, at least I've got that. <laughs> uh good to have you aaron good to have you yep yep what do we got here we've got tim perry victor boyd we've got fred in the house you know it's funny yeah happy labor day happy labor day josh happy labor day. uh i know sasha's like oh we wait you're doing the show I'm like yeah it's a monday i don't, yeah. I don't understand what i and I, i'm going to my graveyard shift tonight at 11 p.m it's a monday I don't yep. know why people don't, you know, don't understand these things sometimes. Yeah, well, I, I had, we had like brunch at IHOP, right? Mm. And uh, they were super busy because of I course. guess, yeah. right? And then, uh, you know, the manager's like, hey, sorry, it's taking a little while because a lot of people just called in sick today. <laughs> like, right. hey, you know what I mean? I know what the deal is. And, uh, you know, so our server, I just said, hey, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming into work today so we could... <laughs> We so could eat food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, we had a like I DJed a wedding last night, so we have a there's a lot of people in town because this is a tourist spot, and so we went, um, we went at like twelve thirty, and it was an you know half an hour wait to the just right here down the street. The stove had some pancakes and bacon and eggs and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it's always busy like that here. Every weekend's busy. Every Sunday, and they're like, they're like, can we order together? They're like, no. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> like they're just too busy. Yeah, man. sucks to be us. Anyway, uh, what uh, about you, Aaron? Did you do anything other than uh, back exercises or back flips? Yeah. I mean, just did some Kegel exercises and stuff like that. Got to strengthen everything up, tighten everything yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to tighten everything up. <laughs> no, man, I uh, I, I wasn't drinking on that about one. Eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. and woke up published a video and then started watching that uh which one's the like the white house has fallen one but with shannon tatum is that the name of that one Olymp- olympus has fallen is that, that, one? that one i can't remember which one Channing is which. tatum yeah uh, anyway I-, I started watching that i got about an hour jupiter rising or... <laughs> jupiter rising i don't think that's it white, white house jupiter. has fallen is gerard butler <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway white house I down the... is that the one yeah, that's it. That's it. That's on Netflix. So I, I queued that up. Got like an hour through it. Going to finish it up later on. Okay. But uh, yeah, just been taking it easy, man. I tweaked my back last week helping somebody move something. And uh, it was stupid. As soon as I did it, I felt my disc like bulge out. I was like, oh, no. And I'd been doing great up until then. So yeah. Oh, anyway, man. It sucks. Yeah. Well, I guess you got to stretch. That's something I just figured out. I don't, not yeah. that I do it, but. You know, I was yeah. reading. I don't know if you guys. Uh, I was showing you guys those uh, David Goggins videos. Mm-hmm. So I decided, oh, let me check out his book and see what it's about. But anyway, oh, yeah. he's just talking about all this crazy stuff that he's doing. Like, I don't I know. I want to like, just be the, bad, the most badass motherfucker on the planet. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> but then at the end of the thing, he's just like, I guess he's de- doing all these workouts, but he never like stretched. So he's like. Like super, like you know, could have moved all tight, all tight. Yeah, so you gotta move. Stretch. I guess that's the 
That's the thing. Who's going to carry the boat? See, Angela knows. That's exactly right. Oh, carry a boat. What do you call it? Carry a boat for? Yeah, uh, Sasha. I think uh, Sasha read those two books. His two books. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pretty intense. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go full Goggins, but I get it. I get the full Goggins. I get the sentiment. Like, yeah, you got to just work hard sometimes, right? Like right now, we're here. We don't have to be here. I could have easily just told Tim and you guys, like, nah, you know, it's Labor Day, so uh, let me go take a nap or something. Yeah. Well, too bad yeah, I already I took a nap. So, uh, what what do we have today? Actually, we have a quick plug for our spatial stuff. We have a Labor Day sale, which we don't usually do very many sales. Sale, sale. So, um, yeah, just last minute, I figured you know, let's do something for the for the people. Let's see here, boom, spatial CD. So, if you want fifteen percent off, just use the code Labor fifteen. You know, I know we had a. <laughs> we had a we had a a sale a while ago and people were wanting it so I don't know how long how long is this gonna go on for a day? Shauna, I don't know. Uh, You're it's, the boss when it comes to that stuff. Uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, it's uh, today. Today, okay. eleven fifty nine Pacific is when the sale ends. Okay, there it is. I I yeah I posted. I did a what do you call it? Yeah, there's there's the. Graphic made by Angela. Thank you, Angela. Yep. So if uh, if you haven't gotten your disc or the digital version, you've been holding off for a, a sale where you know it doesn't go on sale very very often. There it is. That's it. What else we got going on today? Um, let me see. You guys have anything you go on you want to talk about specifically? I'm trying to queue up a few topics here. I uh, so I posted my clips the sevens review and yeah. That's the one that, so I haven't actually watched other reviewers reviewing that one, but when I reviewed the nines, mm -hmm. a lot of the comments for me on that video were, hey, review the sevens because so-and-so says that they like the sevens more than the nines, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I, I reached out to Audio Advice that same weekend, and they had me a pair like, shipped to me almost immediately. That was oh, nice. That was almost five months ago, probably four months ago, and I've just been sitting on them for that long. And I thought, well, I guess I need to get this video out. So I finally got up the time yesterday to make the video and all that, published it. But my my opinion is that the nines are better. I don't necessarily understand why people are liking the sevens more. If they do, again, this is just third hand that I'm hearing it. But I like the nines more. So mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah, it was interesting. I watched that video th of yours this morning. And um, at first glance, at first glance, you know, the response doesn't look horrible. Like, it's really no, staying uh, pretty linear up until about one kilohertz, and then you get that treble rise. Yeah. So I was like, okay. But it's not, you know, I was kind of trying to get an idea for what you felt about them, mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of reading between the lines. And you were just like, I don't know, there's something something about it that was uh, missing, right? Yeah. And a lot about the measurements is not so much like, oh, um, you know, the measurements are going to tell me everything that I need to know to make a decision. A lot of it is actually me learning from the measurements and your subjective opi opinion. So I hear what you say, and then I look at the measurement. And I'm like, what about that shows that, you know, mm -hmm. it's like trying to correlate the two. And the thing that I noticed there was, yeah, it looks pretty, you know, the directivity looks pretty smooth above one kilohertz, but there is a big change between one kilohertz 
And what happens below that? Like there's a drastic change. Yeah. So the in-room response shows that. I, I, well, I, you know, the in-room response was just kind of very weird. Yeah. Where, it, it's like really it's kind of it's a, a very odd in-room response because, yeah, if you look at the frequency response on Axis, even the base, I didn't realize until I watched the video back that even the base is tilted downward a little bit, right? Like instead of being completely flat, it's it gradually drops down maybe below like 500 hertz or something. And, and by the mm -hmm. time it gets to maybe by the time it gets to 80 or 100, it's like a one and a half dB down. So I'm looking at that and I'm looking at the rise on the top end and I'm thinking that's might be also what it is, too. You know, like now that I'm looking back at it, I'm thinking, well, if I had taken the DSP and just bumped up the base, you know, maybe 2 mm -hmm. dB to give it a little bit of a lift, drop the top end down 1 dB, maybe that would have been enough to make mm -hmm. me like it. But I'm still not sure. But, yeah, I'm with you. You know, I don't go into these measurements thinking they're going to tell me everything. And the yeah. past couple of speakers that I reviewed, like the Don Audio Special or Heritage Specials, you know, the, the my impression hasn't really just made an immediate connection with the measurements. I really have to kind of look into the measurements and try to understand it a little bit more fully. A lot of the times you can pretty quickly like say, oh, okay, this is what I'm hearing. And it shows up in the measurement and here it is. And it's just right there and it makes perfect sense. But then there mm -hmm. are cases like these where it's not immediate and you really have to kind of think about it and go back and listen and, and try to evaluate yeah. things. So I was looking at this. I'm like, all right, well, that that's looking pretty good. It's like staying like for the most part, within even 1.5 dB. And then the horizontal directivity looks pretty smooth, right? Mm -hmm. But then yeah. I guess I was, you know, what I'm hearing from what you said and what I'm seeing here is, yeah, uh, once you start going off axis, then it gets like it dips. So the yeah. moment you start to, to like tow it out or tow it in too much, now the treble sounds like it's too low almost, it looks like. Yeah. Is that right? It's just some, like it just yeah, drops off so much. Yeah, well, it, it's relative. Like if you just turn it 20 degrees off axis and look at that measurement, mm -hmm. then the response is almost flat. Like it's surprisingly good. But mm -hmm. then you look at the in-room measurement mm -hmm. and it just does this weird like dip through the upper mid-range lower treble. And I don't know that I've seen something do that like mm -hmm. as much as this speaker has. It was very odd. So my, my conclusion was that it probably has something. The reason I didn't much care for it is probably has something to do with that that weird kind of dip through there in the in-room response, yeah. but also the, the narrow radiation and the fact that I just came from a speaker that was the total opposite, right? But I like that yeah. other speaker. So when I listen to this one with no expectation, yeah, you know, I just it just didn't sound like the other one did to me. So yeah. Well, it's good that you also talk about what your preferences are. So you've said it numerous times that you prefer a more a wider radiating speaker. So the fact that this one is very narrow, like yeah, just for sure right off the bat. Now the the thing about this that I'm looking is like we're always just kind of looking for ones where the on axis and off axis are more similar. Right. So it just shows here like it just got starts getting real dissimilar. Right. Yeah. It yeah. Even that 30 dissimilar. degrees. So, yeah, that 30 degrees response is doing some weird comb filtering stuff. Oh, I, I, yeah, I like, where's that? I was like, what the heck is that? Uh, hey, look, Aaron's here. You made it. Yeah, there he's back. There it is. Hey. Yeah, that 30 degrees is like, what, the, what is happening there? I've never seen that yeah. before. Yeah, I've never seen that either. That's really wild. Where is yeah. that? Like 18,000? No. Is that a one? Uh, I can't tell. Bottom red color one. Yeah, there's a couple dips there. 
Yeah. So it's some weird uh, kind of diffraction thing, I guess. I'm not 100% sure what causes it. I don't even know if it matters. But, yeah, because when you think about, you know, when you're in the room, you hear mm -hmm. reflected sound as well, right? Mm -hmm. So naturally, some of those things are going to creep into and potentially override. I've had this conversation with a designer recently where he said, you know, I noticed that you tend to say that what you hear sounds a lot like what the estimated in-room response sounds like. Mm -hmm. but what I hear is more like the direct sound, so the on-axis response. And I said, yeah, you know, and I know that's supposed to be the case, but I also think that because I'm listening, you know, in a further field, like almost four meters away, typically, right. I'm getting a lot of reflected sound. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that directed sound is there and it helps, you know, if it's good. But if there's some weird stuff going on off axis, almost every time I listen to a speaker and I make my notes and then go back and look, my notes line up more closely with the estimated in-room response than they do the on-axis response. Right. And with the size of those things, you know, they might sound better as near field monitors, but those are pretty big for a day. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're pretty big. Yeah. You know, those JBL 4329Ps you guys talked about last week. Yeah. Um, those are big speakers, man. Yeah. And yeah. I think those are probably still even bigger than the nines. Actually, oh, okay. I'm, I'm think, oh sure. yeah, I, I would think so. I would think so. I yeah. haven't seen the nines, but I, I definitely believe it because they, they have these big ports in the front. So the yeah. cabinet on the those JBLs are just huge. And so is the horn, the horn loaded yeah. compression rod. It's, it's like the whole width is the horn. Here's what's yeah. interesting about this, though. I have a quick question about this. Is the horizontal directivity looks pretty smooth, but uh -huh. that, of course, doesn't account for uh, the vertical spin, right? Right. Right. And so we always talk about like, I wonder how much that uh, really matters. You know, it's weighted. Like when we look at this, they have they assign different weights to them. But this is not very smooth. No. Right. Yeah. So the horizontal one looks pretty smooth, but the other one does not. So does that does that mean that we should really be paying attention a lot to what's happening vertically also? You know. Yeah. When, so when I asked Dr. Tool about that, you know, we talked about the floor bounce and things like that. Like what happens vertically? And I, I mean, I'm kind of summarizing here. Mm -hmm. I may be oversimplifying it, but it was the impression that I got was that, you know, there's just not enough research to show us that it really matters. But in some testing that they did, they, I guess they somehow removed the floor. Maybe they did it in an anechoic chamber or they oh, did yeah, something yeah. where they were. Yeah. Yeah. And he said that um, people didn't like people didn't like that. When there was no floor bounce, it just seemed uh, unnatural. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Well, you know, with the amount of speakers that you review, it's almost like, yeah, it's not scientific research, right? It's not controlled, but in, yeah. in that sense, but it's almost like you start getting an, a, an impression, like how much do I really care about certain measurements? Like the more I do this, the more I'm like, you know what? I should really be paying more attention to this directivity index. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I notice there's a correlation there with what I'm hearing, what my experience and what I'm seeing uh, on the directivity index. So, yeah. I and the width, you. like you, you've been kind of talking about the, the width of the uh, dispersion characteristics and yeah, those are the things that I don't think I used to pay as much attention to, but now I'm starting to pay more attention to those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so, thanks. So that was a that was a good review for me. I like I like doing those where they kind of like jumble my brain a little bit instead of the oh yeah it matches the measurements and you really don't need me to tell anything about it. You know it it allows me to just kind of go off script, if you will. You know and just be honest and be like yeah, you know this is what I heard, but the measurements look good or the opposite and say 
these are my guesses as to why what's going on, but here you go, you know, and if nothing else, you've got the data. Right? Just, here's the data. And if you don't want to take my word for it, here's the data. Yeah. I like that. Well, it's important that we always are continually learning and just being willing to change. To me, that's an important thing when it comes to this sort of thing is like be open-minded to possibly being wrong, having your mind yeah. changed, things like that. So for sure. Yeah. Anyway, and it's continuing education, right? I mean, that's what makes this stuff interesting. Otherwise, it wouldn't be wouldn't be worth the time to, to sit down and make a a technical based review. In my opinion, like it wouldn't be worth my time to do what I'm doing if everything were always the same. I could just say, "Well, here's the data. You don't need me to tell you." Right. right. Well, you know, speaking of which, I was speaking with with Croson for I don't know. We talked maybe about four or five hours the other day, uh, mm-hmm. last week. And um, we we're talking about phase, right? Yeah. And phase has always been something that for me that was kind of hard to like under like grasp fully. Mm-hmm. And of course, try to explain to somebody else. If you don't have a great grasp, it's hard to kind of explain it. But then, like, you know, Paul, I consider Paul a friend. So we're just kind of talking. And I'm like, you know, I kind of think about it like a spring, right? And so let me know how this works for you guys. Um, and if it's, if it doesn't exactly work, but I was thinking, you know, he was talking about phase alignment and I was like, you know, if you take two springs that are identical, let's say springs from a car, you know, if you look at it from the side, there's a point where they kind of align, right? If you looked at them, they both look like they're in alignment to me, that would be like that they're in phase, but there's a few places that you can align them where they would look like they're aligned. Right. Um, so I said, well, because we're talking about phase rotation, you know, and if it changes mm-hmm. delay. And I said, well, the thing is that if you take one spring and you kind of uncoil one section, right, now, now you, it's going to be pretty much impossible to phase align those two the entire way unless you stretch the other one in the sa- same exact location. Yeah, phase, I hear you. Right? I mean, you could rotate one. And you can make it align in one particular spot, but you can't make it align the whole way. And so I thought that that was kind of an interesting analogy and kind of explains why it would be so difficult to do phase alignment like like Derek is trying to do. Because if you have, using that same analogy, if you cut up a spring in three parts now, stretch them out in various ways, and then try to align them together, right? so that's phase aligned the whole way, that's going to be very difficult to do. You know, yeah, and a lot of times we don't have the tools to do all those things. Does that seem like a decent analogy? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've so I've looked at phase wraps from smart in a car, which is like the worst environment. You're trying to align the mid base between 100 to 300 hertz, and Mm -hmm. one's wrapping it, you know, maybe I shouldn't say wrapping, but one has alignment that's clean from maybe 100 hertz to 150 hertz, and then all of a sudden. There's, there's a room issue there, right? The, the cabin, the length of the cabin or the height of the cabin or something like that. And th- so it throws the phase off. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this other mid-base that you're trying to align to it, trying to equalize and get the phase right and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can't do anything about what happens to the right mid-base at 150 hertz because that's the cabin. So you're stuck. So the best thing you can do is try to get close to it, but you're never going to get perfect. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, that's what I think of when you're talking about that. Well, the, what it also made me realize is 
when you're doing when you're using using like convolution filters to align the phase or the all pass filters, you can't make a speaker react faster. You can only delay the other ones to be yeah. as slow as the slowest one. Yeah. yeah. Well, and th- and so the other thing about an all pass filter is some people have tried, and not myself included, when they first came available, I was like, oh well, with an all pass filter, if I have a single speaker, let's say it's a subwoofer in a room. Mm-hmm. And because of some dimension of the room, there's there's a null at 80 hertz. Um, I was like, oh, I can use an all pass filter to fix that. Well, you can't, not with that, not with that one speaker, because all you're doing is just adjusting the things that are already happening. But that reflection or room mode is still there, present in the room. So mm-hmm. the only thing you can do with an all pass filter or phase or polarity is adjust things relative to something else. Right. You know? Like if you send a signal out to the room, it's going to come back the same way. An all pass filter stacked at 80 hertz isn't going to solve a room mode. You didn't do anything about the room issue. (laughs) Right. right, right. And and for whatever reason, man, it took me a while to really, for that to sink in. Like I kept trying to do stuff. I was like, why is this not working? And then I realized, I was like, hold on, you can't change the room with an all pass filter. Yeah. The the best I could do is change something relative to that. So another speaker, maybe I could change the combined response between the two, but I can't change the room with it. Right. Right. Uh, So who was it here? Um, ohm audio channel says stretching the spring would be analogous to changing the frequency not really because uh changing the frequency would be actually changing the width so let's say you have two springs this way i don't know if i have a yeah changing like if you have the spring and then you were to stretch it vertically to me that would be equivalent to changing the frequency but the fact that they're both the same width would mean that they have the same magnitude response if we're going to be you know, accurate. Is it magnitude or amplitude response? I don't know. Uh, One of the two. Yeah, magnitude works strong for me. But, uh, amplitude the, works. Yeah, the point being that you can change the magnitude, but and still change uh, phase relationships independently. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's yeah. super nerdy stuff that I was kind of just thinking about. That uh, thinking about it as a spring, or you can rotate the spring and it changes changes where the lines are. Right, but also yeah. the spring in various locations, so they align at certain locations. Um, but you are changing your you are changing the entire. That's the impulse response. You're changing that by by making these adjustments. So there's always a compromise somewhere. So anyway, hopefully that's helpful to somebody to think about phase as the spring. Right. Anyway, um, what else we got here? Chana had to take off. For a second, I don't know what he's up to. Uh oh, China done left us. Let's so see. Here. I've got I've got mm-hmm. some new subwoofer reviews coming out. Actually, I was going to start trying to test them today, but since my back is jacked up, that didn't happen. But I mentioned before, I've got the two casts, the KC ninety two. Oh, sorry, the KC sixty two, right? The KF ninety two. Okay. Uh, a patron or a viewer sent me the SVS Micro three thousand, and mm-hmm. then uh, a patron sent me. Uh, gosh, I can't remember the other one is. Anyway, uh, another two, and then a JL Audio. JL Audio was the other one. Yeah, yeah. So I've got all of them in the house, ready to go, and I'm going to have to find a park or something that I can take everything to to test this stuff, man. Like, dude, can you please film that? This is I never see anybody do it, but can you please film yourself doing that? Because I want, (laughs) like, do you get any looks? Like, what what is the situation? Like. How do you I how are you gonna to, power that stuff? Like 
Yeah. So I used to test them at my house, but you know, that was my old house before my divorce. I've since moved and I, I so I'm going to try it at my house and I'm at right now and see okay. if I can get away with it. It's fenced in. But what I'm thinking is if I can put the subwoofer in the microphone right, right next to the brick of the house in the backyard, then mm-hmm. the fence is far enough away that I may be able to get a long enough delay and reflection that I can get reliable and accurate subwoofer measurements. I'm going to try that, but if that doesn't work, yeah, I'm going to have to go to the city park, which is out by the river. And they've got like a couple, not huts, but like rental areas, you know, set up that somebody wants to have a birthday party or something. So they've got power there. Oh, okay. I'm thinking like if I can wait until it cools off a little bit, then I'll go out there with all of them some afternoon. Wait, hold on. Plug power so, in and just go. Would you have to rent one of those places or? I'm, oh. I'm not going to. I'm just going okay. to go out there and hope that nobody's got it taken. See, it's it's a little different because, you know, you're talking about parks by the lake. We don't really have parks like that. Our public parks are just like, here's some grass, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got some of those, too. We've got ball fields. Actually, Dude. what's really neat is uh, ours has, at least in the cater, the same park that I'm thinking about going to. Cater! Yeah, it has a huge slab of concrete where it's like a picnic area. I mean, huge uh, slab, and it's covered. So I was thinking I could even try that, you know? Like it's, would, I, when I, I say huge, I'm talking like work, huge. Right? Huh? Basketball court? No, it's it's bigger than that. It's probably the size of a football field, and it's all. Okay, but I'm saying well, a basketball court would be enough. Oh yeah, yeah, that would work as well. I, you know what I would love to see though? You know, I've been getting into like the solar battery stuff just for my own personal stuff, like to get one of those huge solar uh, power stations, like the one Chana has, like three thousand yeah. watts, right? Yeah, that would be enough. Throw well, I was even thinking a generator. You know, if you can get one of those yeah. quiet ones. Nah, dude, you know, they're, they're, not quiet, dude. they're not really that cool. a battery. Dude, silent. Even the um the quietest one, which is the Honda E twenty one hundred I or two thousand I or something like that, dude. It's still like it's still, it's still a. It's still. Uh, I, I, I have to put it away. I have to put I was it behind that the tent. Enough. Ex- if I had like you know a couple hundred feet of extension cord, maybe that would work. Can but we yeah, all do a GoFundMe for a a huge? power station for Aaron to do these measurements and then something for safety so that you don't have to carry these things. Yeah. Oh dude, I put mine in a cart. It's mine's like 60 pounds. I just put, I put it on a cart. I just wheel it with me everywhere. I mean, I used it yesterday. I used it yesterday at the wedding. It's still in my, in my, in my trunk, dude. I use it all the time. And that, that powers everything without any issues. Yeah, actually. Um, I only use it for um, ceremony locations uh, because the battery operated stuff is just not the greatest anymore. But um, um, it's expensive though. Hold on. Go ahead. Mine was 1500, 1600, but it's uh, 3000 watt hours, dude. I don't think I'll ever, unless Boom. I'm like, yeah, you can get with something like that. Eco flow. Good Lord. $3,000. Cheese, right. But Oof. you could power all kinds it's of got stuff. wheels already. Fast it charges though too, so you know if you had some, I can just imagine you out there with solar panels just doing the whole thing. Yeah, make I a mean, solar panels are obviously going to take a lot. They're they're going to be a lot lot slower. Oh. Um, <laughs> you just can hook it up to your Tesla. But uh, I got yeah, the Petron one, and um, what do you call it, dude? You could you I can power my entire DJ setup for like five hours playing like okay. actually DJing with my shit, which is like. Three PA, no, four PA speakers, a 55 inch TV, two laptops, two media decks, and a mixer, wireless microphones, and two big, um, 100 watt moving lights. So, 
Yeah. That's pretty legit. Yeah. So if the park for thing house. doesn't work out for me and they don't have power there, which I'm pretty sure they do, then yeah, maybe I could consider that. I just don't want to be spending a boatload of money to test subwoofers when those videos might make 75 bucks. You know what no. I mean? <laughs> like that yeah. I'm video shoot might out. make $75. Shoot out. Mini, mini sub shootout. I can imagine it already. Yeah. I, so I can I'm, tell you right now yeah. that my most popular video that I've had wouldn't cover the cost for that solar panel setup. <laughs> like, dude, straight I up, mean, dude. Uh, yeah. When I was at CES, I, I talked to the people at Anchor because Anchor has one of those power stations. I talked to uh -huh. the people from Jakery. Jackery, Jackery. <laughs> um, also, and I was like, "Hey, I, you know, have you thought about, you know, is any of your marketing materials uh, deal with mobile DJs and power issues?" And they're like, "What? We never thought about that." I'm like, "Yeah, send me your biggest one, and I'll make a YouTube video about it where I use it for uh, to uh, for my for a wedding day." And like, they're just like, "Oh yeah," and then they never got back to me, so I ended up buying one uh, myself. Yeah. So, but but hey, you know, hey, maybe shot, Aaron. Right? Maybe Aaron, you, you know, you're it's yeah. you ask them, maybe they'll say yes to you. I don't know. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm really good at asking people. I'm really yeah. sweet. I'm like, I'll come over and hug you and cuddle with you. <laughs> I mean, nobody can complain, like, oh, you're biased because you got sponsored by a <laughs> right by somebody company. who provides power. Yeah, exactly. Battery company. Yeah. I yeah, exactly. it even better, like all the audio files, they couldn't complain at all because I'd be like, dude, this is solar power. Like this is the most pure oh, power you're ever going to get. Go. Oh, dude, you got you got pure sign, pure sign wave. Pure sun wave. Yeah. Oh, get it? Sun wave. Sun, sun wave, wave technology. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> pure sun wave. <laughs> that is terrible. That's what's up. Hey, um, are you gonna be at Cedia? Anybody gonna be at Cedia? I'm not, but just kind of curious. When when is it? I don't even know. This week. Next week. Actually, this week. It's Monday. Yeah, it's happening right now. Everybody's it's happening already there. Right well, oh. it starts on the seventh, but the okay. um the expo starts on the seventh. Usually, they do um the educational stuff two days before. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. <laughs> So this guy, let me show you guys something real quick. So conference starts on the 6th, so in two days. On the AVS forum, they have a discussion group talking about our spatial toolkit, and then people started talking about, you know, how to set up your, your, your system for mm -hmm. the best, like, immersive sound, you know, for all the formats, things like that. Okay. And um, somebody mentioned this. Let me share this on the screen. It's called uh, RP22. Let me see here. Share. And so they're going to be announcing this at Cedia. And it says here, RP22 is a comprehensive update to the CTA Cedia CEB22 recommended practice from 20, 2009. So, yeah, definitely needed an update. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and so they have one that is for video and another one for audio. So I hope I'm not getting these two mixed up. But. I think it's RP22, but this guy, Adam Pels, he's actually, he has our toolkit. I don't know if you've seen oh. him, Chana, on the Discord group. And Discord, yeah. But he's one, of, familiar, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the people who's uh, part of it. He's with Bespoke Cinemas. And um, let me see if I can share also. No. I'm going to share one at a time. Yep. Yeah. Present. So this is from one of his posts on AVS. And so he actually built this thing. Oh, 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 yeah, this thing with the, yeah, 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 totally, yeah, dude, this is crazy. Basically, it's like a bunch of speakers that he can move to different yeah, locations. They're, like on they're on rails. rails. What? Yeah. 
to yeah to figure out uh let's see yeah look at see like what is the best position for these speakers right yeah so he can actually move them and try it out in various positions you know so that's that's awesome so he's he's uh he's uh is he on this panel for this? He's on this panel. That he's he's contrib one of the contributors to this RP twenty two. So that should be very interesting to hear what they come up with. Uh, somebody in the AVS forum said that they're hoping that they have certain things where they say this is for Atmos. This is what we recommend for uh, DTSX. This is what we recommend sure. for Oro three D. But you know, I'm not sure because uh, Dolby Atmos is the, definitely the most dominant one, especially yeah. here in the US. Um, but what happens for folks who want to up mix and things like that? So, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but the moment they announce it, I am signed up to get access to it. And you can do the same thing. If you just type in RP22, Cedia, something like that, there should be a sign up form where you can, uh, get access to that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what they come up with, you yeah. know, um, should be it should be interesting. I was and, I was wanting to go to Cedia, but I had a I have a wedding this Saturday on the ninth, so I'd like literally be there for like a day and a half, and then have to fly back. Mm -hmm. And and with all the like flights being delayed, the last couple of trips I took, uh, I can't not be there for that wedding on I the Saturday. You. Yeah, otherwise I, I would. Uh, otherwise I'd be there. Um, yeah. What would well staying on this topic for a quick second is just yeah. what would be what would be your recommendation for just the best all around configuration? Oh, dude, for, for most for most people. All right, so Aaron, I know that you're not huge into immersive <laughs> stuff. What would you say? I want to watch TV. I want to have a good system. What can you recommend to somebody? What would you recommend to, to somebody? Me? Maybe maybe a couple recommendations. Like what you. brands? Well, not well. It could be a brand, but uh, what kind oh, of configuration gosh, would you recommend for most people wanting to spend? You know, a normal amount, I guess. Oh man, I wouldn't even know. I I would default to you guys as the home theater knowledge base. There, I mean, I I wouldn't know. I've been fine with five point two for years. So <laughs> don't okay. ask me. I thought you were going to say a, a soundbar setup, which I thought would That's be. That's what I thought he was going to say, too. <laughs> hey, dude, that works, man. There I mean, there's some good ones. And they're simple, dude. Like, I get it. I understand yeah. 100% why people get them. You know, I and then, like, if you're talking, like, people our parents' age, you know, they're not going to want to go out and buy, on average, they're not going to want to go out and buy a whole bunch of parts and have it put it together and, you know what I'm saying, wire everything up. Just get a soundbar with a little wireless subwoofer. And you're and you're pumping like so many people I know say, "Oh, I love my little sound bar," and I'm like, "Oh no!" But I get it. So. Well, you know, you know what was funny? Um, I reviewed a, a Klipsch sound bar. It was like 150 bucks, whatever I could find on sale years ago. And when I was done with it, I sent it to my uh, high school friend Chris, and he's like, "Oh man, I, I got it hooked up and everything, and there's so much sound you're missing." And I was just like, "Yeah, dude." I'm laughing because I'm like, "Yeah, you, you still don't know. You still don't know." <laughs> yeah. But at least you know, you know, it, it is definitely an upgrade from TV speakers, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, TV speakers are small, the TVs are getting thinner and thinner, and they point the speakers down because that's the only yeah. place they can actually have them uh right. do something. So, you know. Um, what about the dragon 
thing. Not oh, dude, that thing. Well, I wouldn't consider that really a sound bar. It's in a sound bar shape. But that yeah, thing is pretty okay. robust. Somebody just asked me when I'm going to get one to review. I still don't know. I don't know. Okay. You know well, that's why um, I was asking. I, I was thinking that you, you might have gotten yours, so I didn't know. No, if if I would have gotten it, I would have been posting about all kinds, kinds of uh, stuff. That's true. That's true. Because it is like one of the, I you know, it's a pretty highly anticipated uh, uh, piece of gear. And for uh -huh. the right person, the right situation, I think it would be much better than, you know, uh, a dedicated AVR and speakers. <gasps> Did I just? Oh, hold on. <laughs> you know what? How about this? How about this to throw throw in the mix? No, no. Of course, Here we go. you know those JBLs. I, I always forget the number. It's not a very good. Forty three twenty nine. Forty three twenty nine. Right? Okay. Dude, if somebody had those, I wouldn't complain. Yeah. If, you know, if we're watching some TV, I would at a certain point be like, dude, this sounds pretty awesome. You know, heck? um, what am I missing out on? Yeah, except it doesn't have HDMI. That's the only problem, right? I yeah, mean, I know you can get a converter, but that's the yeah. only thing. I mean, right. you won't need necessarily need arc. I mean, if you you can just go optical from the TV, yeah, or from your cable stereo box anyway, right? It's just yeah. stereo. Yeah, yeah. So, you don't need all that. And then a low, uh, you know, inexpensive version. You know, uh, some Cali Audio speakers. They have the new yeah. MM6, which you know have uh, more consumer inputs on there. I think you'd have a pretty that's the mammoth, isn't it? Pretty good experience. One. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Project Mammoth, yeah. Yeah, they named all their stuff about where I live. It's so that so stereo <laughs> setup, uh soundbar setup. Okay, Chana. Yo. No, I think I have an idea what your answer is. What would be <laughs> your uh recommended configuration that's gonna work the best for the most amount of people? Wait a second. Okay, we're, we're talking about That's what, what are we talking? Are we talking about a home theater? Home theater, okay. a home theater. Okay, so I'm going to change up the question a little bit. Okay, and just say what's your recommended speaker configuration format? Where would you place the speakers? How many speakers? How many height okay. speakers? Go. I was actually um, somebody emailed me, and I'm actually making a video about this. So I actually was um, what do you call it? I was doing this very in-depth response to this guy because it's also like halfway uh, um, uh, like a script, <laughs> you know? Um, so here's what I would do. And I'm calling this the Technodad Theater, right? Um, main listening position in the middle of the room, right? All speakers equidistant from the main listening position as much as, much as possible, right? We're gonna put it's it's literally look, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get crazy. Okay, maybe a little bit crazy. Okay. All right. Present share screen. Uh no. Where did it go? Oh, did it download? Silly. Silly. Downloads. Man, I'm so not into using this PC. Okay. Joe already knows what it's going to be. Joe already knows. Okay. I do. It's going to look like this. It's going to like to look like this. It's going to look why would why else <laughs> why what why would I not do something that looks like this? Right? Uh-oh. I hope Reverend's okay. not in here. All right. Allocentric right. <laughs> and egocentric layouts. Who? Uh -oh. Al algorithm? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then so so cuz cuz here's the 
Okay, stop that one. Now we go okay. going on to the next one. Here's the idea. Here's figure one. These are the locations for the speakers in the room around the listener, right? Mm -hmm. Agreed. Right? Okay. We got the yeah. center, front left, front left. We got seven speakers. Okay? okay. So seven speakers. Where are we? Now, figure two, it only makes sense. Um, it makes sense to me. Okay. Right? That we should just remove that. Stop. I'm already waiting for the comments on this daily snippet here. Ah, <laughs> uh, why don't we okay. just mimic what's on the ear level above mm -hmm. us? To me, that makes the most amount of sense. After making Atmos yeah. for all this time, this is what makes the most amount of sense. Now, of course, depending on the room size, you know, do you need middle heights? Eh, maybe not. Do you need front wides? Maybe not. So <laughs> I don't know. This this logically seems to be the best amount of coverage, right? Because it's about coverage. I do live events all the time. It's about coverage. Your home theater space, it's literally about coverage, right? We found out from uh, making this Atmos that if I want a sound to come out of the front left speaker, it's got to be at 45 degrees to the left off center. Same with the right. It's got to be 45 degrees instead of the commonly known 30 degrees. So if Dolby is changing these things without telling anyone, well, we have to revamp what we think and mm -hmm. what we know about speaker placement for a Dolby Atmos home theater. Man, did I just rattle that off and it made coherence? All right. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so in this one row of couches and nothing with the high back. Because you got that big headrest, what happens? You can't hear anything yeah, yeah. around you, right? So that that's another aspect that people don't want. So a lot of the times when you look at home theaters, you're like, oh, this is great, this is great. And this, it, it reminds me of uh, all the stuff I wanted to do to my car when I was a teenager. I wanted to get speakers and this and that, but then I also wanted to get an exhaust and I want to get an air filter. And, and then somebody's like, dude, you can't do both. So if you look at creating a home theater, you got to think about what do you want? Do you want performance? Or do you want aesthetics? Because when you go for performance, you're going to give up on aesthetics. When you go for aesthetics, you give up on performance. So it's a balance or give and a take. And for me, I would go with performance because I'm the one that's taking months to make an Atmos mix. I want to make sure yeah. that shit sounds exactly how I wanted it to sound. And if you go for the you know um, height channels that are closer to you than your main listening position, you're missing out on that. And coincidentally, when I was at that, Mixing master class with Nick Reeves, Grammy nominated mixing guy. I was like, yeah, hey. you went to that Sweetwater thing where they were talking about Atmos mixing. Okay, not just talking. He was teaching. He was explaining okay. his 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 thing. And you know, uh, um, somebody always says, some idiota always says something like, "Oh well, nobody mixes in the corners." Uh, do -do 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 -do. Well. Here, I have another clip. I just got to mute it because mm -hmm. I'm going to... Okay, it's muted. It's muted. Now I got to share. Oh, man. this Share. You got to turn back time? Turn back time. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. I loved on Deadpool 2 when they played that. I was like, this yeah. is so awesome. So here's the dude's mix. And look, there's every there's all kinds. Can you guys see all this? Yeah. Look at, look at all the green dots. Look, they're everywhere. Look, oh, oh we got some movement from the back middle to the you know and 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 back again 
like yeah they're always like oh nobody uses that this is this is what they do they yeah. they use it's it's like the the adobe atmos render is like a canvas why would you not paint and use the entire canvas that would that makes no sense so right. for me that would be my theater recommendation something that looks like the adobe atmos renderer speaker count 714 minimum 716 good 914 okay. a lot of the mixers like 914 yeah they are mixing predominantly for headphones and not necessarily for and they they are not at all mixing for home theaters they are mixing for the vast majority of people listening on headphones so that's another thing and i also mentioned to him i'm like hey if i make a sound go up and if the speakers are in the atmos spec oh hey we just got a sale um that sound is going to curve up toward and he he agreed he's like oh yeah that's totally going to happen he's like it's right. it's okay in in music and i and i gave him the helicopter analogy or the helicopter example if there's a helicopter on screen and the helicopter takes off on screen that sound should follow the helicopter in the front of the screen but how is the helicopter going to go up on screen and now the sound come toward me and up and yeah. immediately your brain's not stupid immediately you're pulled out of the immersion so why would i want to have this atmos globe thing when i know it's actually more of a cube since that's the way it's made so right. that's how i would do it that's my long drawn right. out thing I, I think i would go the same pretty much the same as you i would say minimum 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 5.1.4 right i like the seven channels because i like if you have the space you know stuff coming from further behind you is noticeable um and then if you really could expand you know 7.1.4 yes definitely I, I would say minimum four high channels yeah. and then if you can if you have an avr that can i would say something like what, what's the minimum 6700 h from denon something like way. that that line where you yeah. can do six height yeah okay so six height well Technically, mm -hmm. the 3,800 and 4,800 can do six height, but with five ear levels. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know if I'd make that compromise. I think I'd rather have seven ear seven, levels. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be used more than uh, six. Oh, for sure. Height. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, but the, here's what I want to say is the newer Denon and Marantz, you can have a um, the top middles or, or middle heights. I don't know whatever they're called, right? So if you have six height speakers, you can have the front height that I would put on wall, yep. the rear height on wall, but then the uh, the top middles they can be they can be in ceiling if you'd like because yeah. some people want they just want something raining down sound on them they right say, when they want yeah when they want to hear the rain sound from John Wick they want it like they want it right they there, want yeah. it. So I have a voice of God speaker, top surround, whatever you want to call it, that's above my head. I can't really tell it's coming from above my head. It sounds like it could be coming from all the speakers at once, which means kind of the opposite is can be true also, where if all of them are playing, it can trick me into thinking it's coming from the, you know, on top of my head too, right? So the newer Denon and Marantz allow you to use the top middles as a uh, top surround, aka voice of God speaker. Right. Right. So you can have those too. Which means that if you're using Atmos, then you'll just have six height speakers. It'll just use all of them exactly where they're supposed to be. But when it comes to switching to Oral 3D, let's say if you're using Upmixer, which is why I use it, then it'll have front heights, you'll have rear heights, and you'll have a voice of God that's 
being that's summed from combined. Those yeah. Yeah. So that's a good, good combination. Right now, I currently have my system set up so that the rear surrounds are actually right above the surrounds. Yep. You know, rear heights, mm-hmm. which is actually how Dol, uh, Oro, Oro recommends. Yep. The problem is that when it goes, don't to ever Atmos, select that. Don't ever select that in your AVR. <laughs> oh yeah, well, <laughs> Atmos won't work. Probably. Is that sounds correct if I'm using Oro Upmixer, but it doesn't sound correct now if I use a uh, if I pl- uh, play Atmos because it's expecting the rear or yeah the rear heights to be somewhere closer to the rear surrounds, not next to my side surrounds. So it kind of throws it off. Like on our uh, on our disc, when it goes like from the su- side surround directly up, it kind of that works. Side surround, yeah, up. But yep. then when it goes to rear surround and up, it goes back, and then it kind of comes and then forward again. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I yeah, it's you know different uh, when you have room issues. Then that's when that's when things kind of. I mean, if if we can, like, I was thinking about about you know a room. I'm like, well, where would the door be? How do we get into this room? <laughs> you know, what would be the optimal door placement? Um, and then and then at the same time, you also have to uh, have to understand your room boundary and your speaker boundary can be two totally different things. So um, there's also there's also that. You know, when you, when I look at the uh, Dolby Atmos renderer or the renderers when I'm making Atmos, what I'm looking at is the speaker boundary, not the room boundary, because they can be totally different things. All right. Yep. So there's yep. that. Um, yeah. Um, but I I, I kind of agree. I have five one four upstairs in the living room, and mm-hmm. you know, it is more of a Atmos spec. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely decent we've been watching the uh what is it called the equalizer right that denzel washington the number three is is coming out or is already out so we we watched one and two and um that's a pretty good atmos in there from time to time no oh, but i mean uh i did my uh i did my hey, i've got uh, i've got to split eight. real fast my battery All right, hey. die, so i'm gonna bail out before it dies on me hey Karen, man. have a good rest of the day bro Yes, sir. Talk to y'all later. All right, later, man. Um, I did a a audio advice live wrap up video. It's like half an hour long. Um, and some of the some of the comments were great in in relation to my Atmos mixes. Um, here's uh Frankie. Great meeting you. He thought I was going to be a diva. (laughs) Apparently, I'm not. I'm not a diva. (laughs) <laughs> uh it was really cool to get to hear your latest atmos mix which blew my freaking mind um still got to holler at you about electronics so he has a panasonic player so he can't play them at at uh at his home in his home mm-hmm. theater hearing your mix showed me you're a dope artist and love your craft it was awesome um that was that was a good one boom um this other guy calvin um great speaking with you at raw in raleigh and how great your atmos demos are uh, please looking forward to your new base demo. Oh, and this one, uh, you know, Joe and I have been talking about this for quite some time now. <laughs> Can you also please redo or recreate suggested uh, replacement Dolby Atmos Amaze or Leaf trailer demo? So, um, you know, these are all like awesome validation for yeah. like the shit that Joe and I have been doing. And, for uh, sure. uh, you know, from everybody from you know we, even with our uh, with our uh, 
our product, you know, we got Anthony Grimani loves it. Yeah. You know, he's super glad we made it and he didn't have to, (laughs) (laughs) you know, thank Um, you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool um, to see. And, and everybody at audio advice live, like from Kef, Sony, uh, storm audio, um, all these, even the, the chair people. Oh, and by the way, for my theater, the row one chair that they had at audio advice live, they have this like sneaky little headrest. That's like real tiny. And he's like, yeah, that's so that, you know, you can get all the sound uh, coming to you. Um, even when you have the headrest up. So I really like that. I got, I got to hit that guy up, and send me some chairs. Uh, because sure. those are, Yeah. Those things are really awesome. Um, love those a lot, but, um, but yeah, man, you know, it's one of those things. Um, but real quick, let me show you guys what happened. I got a big hole in my speaker. <laughs> I was telling Joe this. I had a wedding yesterday and I went to go set up and I'm standing in between my speaker and my facade and bass is playing, music is playing. And I'm like, where is this? Where is this? Where is this wind coming from? Because I kept every time the bass hit, I felt something on me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm inside. Where's the wind? What's 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 going on? And I look down. And this is what I see. Boom. And this is in the base cabinet. You guys, uh, if you're familiar with my PA speakers, the 12-inch subwoofer is on the ground. There's a pole, and then there's eight two-inch uh, drivers for the, you know, they call it a portable line array. But <laughs> this is, this is, ah, where did it go? Where it's portable right there. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a sealed cabinet, so it's got a big old crack here. And then Not this was just anymore. missing. Yeah. Yeah, it's ported now. So, so you, I was like, more expansion that you're like, damn, getting a little more bass now. <laughs> no, I was worried. No. I was, I put my hand on it, and and then like it was just like, I'm like, okay, that's that's where it's from. So I just, I covered it up with some gaff tape just to kind of, just to kind of get through the night. You know, see, I my, all the Michael Squire says, uh, flex tape. The commercials say it works on boats. That's what I was telling <laughs> you. I'm like, yeah, some. Uh, have somebody do a uh, what I say like fiberglass fiberglass like, yeah duct tape yeah oh I had gaff tape on it I took it off I took off the gaff tape to uh, to take this picture um uh yeah what is it what is it called flex tape flex yeah tape. flex tape oh K flex aluminum tape, flex waterproofer K flex flex tape oh there's all there's all kinds of different one okay here it is flex tape official site there we go. Flex seal products. Yeah. So, um, and I, I realized what happened and where, um, when, when it happened and it was two weeks ago, (laughs) this happened. (laughs) Can you see this? So see, see where the speaker landed on this wheel here with the metal. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's what happened. Yep. Why you took a picture of it? It fell because like, I, I was just like, I because <laughs> I, I take pictures of shit, you know, anything that goes wrong, and you know, I'll send it to Sasha. I'm like, okay, so this just happened. I'm like, because uh, she's always like, Hey, are you done? Are you packing up? Whatever's happened. Cause you know, it's like yeah. I, like I'll get to this wedding site at like noon and I'll get home at like midnight uh or one o'clock. So this is like this is like 12 30. I'm trying to get everything to my car. And these are all PA speakers. These are one, two, three, four. <laughs> Four. They're all different sizes, but the big one is the one. Uh, um, uh, this one here is the uh, the main one, and yeah, 
And as you can see, see my wheel fell off of here. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, pretty janky. But yeah, so I take a picture and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna be a little bit behind. This just happened, <laughs> you know, kind of kind of thing." So I got you. hey, you know, um, my man's I'm taking receipts. We we uh have a actually we have some starred comments and we actually we had a question from I think it was uh I think it was Michael or Matt on our uh on our messenger group. So okay. we have a messenger group for you guys who don't know if you want to hear more of us just kind of talking more personal, right? It's just us hanging out. This is really like we really just hang out. <laughs> right? Uh yeah, you can do that. I know your favorite link here, Chana. Uh, so if no, you I, was, to... I was I was laughing at Ike. What's he say? He said your reels fell off a long time ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was DJing until the wheels fell off. All right, here let, let's have him, guys. Yeah. Let's have so him. if you want to join, you want to access that group uh, and the after show that we do after every one of these. There it is, Bitly forward slash Daily Hi Fi Crew, and I've added the links down below. Yeah, join us, and it also helps support our channel and the stuff that Tim does. Yep. You know, you see the daily clips. That's Tim. We got to pay Tim. <laughs> he deserves, he deserves it. He works on Labor Day, too. So I know. Anyway, if you want to support, that's, that's the way to do it. And you'll There's see people that say, uh, has, like, the hi-fi next to their name. These are the, these are yeah, the yeah. members. Yeah, with the, the green, green letters, like Croson, Michael Squirrels. Uh, I'm the one for you to envy. That's Fred. Uh, <laughs> SC Audio, or is it supposed to be Scottio? Scottio. Scottio. Get it right. Is, that, is he Italian? Is, is that I don't Scottio. know. Can you say Italian. Let's hear how it sounds. <laughs> it's like it's like Mario. It's a me, Scottio. Me, Scottio. Scottio. Here we go. Oh, uh, that's a, that should be his intro, actually. Yeah, it's, it's a me, me. Scotty. <laughs> he says he's a mixed mutt. Okay. <laughs> oh man. All right. Um. So anyway, somebody asked, "Are there? What are some examples of some good movies? Good with good mixes, like good at most mix. That's like a family movie. Oh, fam. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a tricky one. Family movie. Not a lot, huh? Yeah. Uh, Oh, somebody just mentioned that. He said he was watching it with the kids. It's a Pixar movie. I took a picture of it. Who was that? Come on, Joe. Uh, Pixar movie. Elemental. Elemental, yeah. Elemental with the family. Pixar continues to impress with their mixes. So maybe try that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, I would default to 300, obviously. That's not very family. Definitely not family friendly. And Midway, also not. That family? No, it's not family friendly either. Dune is not uh, semi. It's it's not yeah. horrible. I mean, they're still like killing people and stuff like that. Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I the Atmos mix wasn't the greatest. The mix was pretty good, but I don't think they they didn't have a whole lot of stuff going on. Oh, in the Atmos. Yeah. Anthony yeah. says Incredibles Two is a good mix. Oh, Anthony also oh. is one of our starred comments here. He's a, he says, I got a new sub this week and got to use a spatial audio disc again. Whoop, whoop. Yes. We love it. Anytime you make any changes. Mm -hmm. you know. Got to do it. Uh, Bodhi says that Elemental is actually a good movie. Maybe I should check it out. Yeah. 
for for uh, the Atmos, so the whole family can enjoy it. We can actually watch in the theater. Yeah, and then I get to I get to listen. They get to watch. Mm-hmm. I got about I got about two weeks, Joe. I'm two, two weeks, weeks, maybe two weeks. Yeah, two week in two weeks. I'm gonna send you something, and I don't want you to listen to it in your office. You gotta listen to it in the theater. Okay. Well, okay. Promise me, don't 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 do that half ass shit. Be like, ah, I'll just listen to it in here. No. Well, wait. First of all, it sounds awesome in here. That's a number one. It sounds awesome in here, and I would listen in both. Yeah, right? I I'll know. listen in both. All right. All right. Yeah, I got Four to see how it in various things. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably throw it also on uh the AirPods Max that you sent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Try it, try it on everything, everything right? On so everything. if it's if it's if it's awesome, it should sound good on everything, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, Coraline. Coraline's that older movie. Did they redo that in Atmos? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a good mix. All right. No clue. No clue. Okay. I don't know. Fred says Fred says it's a good. Then I'm, oh. I'm, I'm about he, it. What's he like again? What is Fred's favorite? He likes uh, jazz. No. <laughs> no, the movie. <laughs> More something. Mortal Engines. Oh, Mortal Engines. Oh, man. Go to Atmos Mix. <laughs> we only right. know this because we talk all the time. Like I'm saying, like I'm saying, if you want to be part guy, of the Daily Hi Fi crew, this is really hard part, sell. We're part of the crew. There's a crew right here. And we all just talk and have a good time and mess around. And No, yeah. nothing says I thought Raya uh, was a good one. I thought that was a good movie, oh, yeah. too. Um, but the Atmos. Uh, yeah, actually, the beginning scene. Where uh, Tuck Tuck is like rolling through, yeah. Like there's a lot of rumbling going on there, so I'm happy about that. Um, all right, yeah. all, all right, right. There um, you go. What do we got? Here? The- we got we got Bo- Billy P says I sold my Denon 6700 and bought a Marantz Cinema 40. I'll be using the SA uh, <laughs> SACT for the first time tomorrow. Uh, well, I used it to set up my two channel setup. You can only use a few channels. Uh, this yeah, is true. You- you're gonna be able to get more out of it for sure. Definitely with your. Uh, yeah, and cool. if you need any um, uh, Italy, I'll I'll drop the link to the tutorials uh, in here. Tutorials, tutorial. And the funny thing is, the tutorial link I have, Joe, is for your your tutorial link. Page. Oh, <laughs> this is kind of related, but uh, Todd Anderson at AV Nirvana. You know, sometimes I go in there and just kind of see what the news is, you know, for for audio and video. But he says, when is this? Uh, Friday, Marantz announces a trade-in program, cash in old gear for savings. So I'll link to this. So I don't know the details of it. I just kind of, I just saw it. And you saying that you upgraded from your 67 to the Marantz kind of reminded me of it. So yep. I'll link to uh, it. Somebody said Denon's going to announce the 6800 at, at CD this week. Oh, that'd so, be cool. Yeah. I mean, if it's going to be exactly like the 48, the 6700 just with availability for Dirac, eh, meh, not, not really the like, greatest upgrade. You know what I mean? Well, the, the thing is that they can, uh, the 6700H can already do that thing I was talking about where it can use the, the top middles yep. for Voice of God. It can already do that. So that would be the thing that I would probably want. I don't really care so much about the directional bass stuff, although I oh, would yeah. like to try it out. Maybe there'd be another use for it. So, I'm, you know, I'm down to review it. Yeah. I'm down to review it for sure. But I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it's something that I would personally like want to 
like spend more money and go get something else for. I know. You know, know what I mean? One of those things. Uh, CJ has a question. What okay. do you guys think about your bed layer being tower speakers? If you can do it, I mean, if you got the space, bro, you know, I, I, hey, if you can do three towers across the front stage so that the tweeters are all in line, definitely on board with that one. Side surrounds, it's rear, rear surround, uh, Atmos, <laughs> tower speaker, Atmos. <laughs> and by the way, I, I did an okay sign. I heard that that means something else, dude. This forever, that's okay for me. I don't care what other no, people. No, no, no. It yeah, uh, okay is this one, right? Not not the other way. If you hold it the other way, then it's uh, then something else. Uh, it's not um, like the thing like we used to play the game like Oh yeah. If you yeah, look something like that. You look you major look. <laughs> major look. Major look. <laughs> That's all major I know. Major look. Uh so, so yeah. just if in you case. can do it, man. I mean I mean some people do it. Uh some people I mean, I personally don't see the point in doing something like that because all of those speakers are going to be base managed anyway. So might as well just, but, but at the same time, like other people say, if you're using a stand mounter, it's going to, mm -hmm. you're taking up the same amount of space, right? What I would say is this CJ is you, if you want to do that, if you want to do all bed layer, all tower speakers, I think you could really take advantage of that setup if you had a system that could use that Dirac art. So right now that's currently only storm audio. But if that happens to come to Denon and Marantz, then that would be great because that system really utilizes the base from all the speakers. It can utilize the yeah. base. The whole idea is that uh, it can use those other speakers as active bass traps. So even if you don't have room treatment all around, you know, for bass, not for high frequencies, but for bass, then you can actually use all the other speakers yeah. to do that work. And so it's actually pretty cool. It's um, very cool. Yeah, Billy P uh, reminded us all that, yes, that's what they did at the Audio Advice Live Room uh, in Sony Room. Uh, yes, they did. They used all tower speakers for all of their, except for the center channel. They did not use a tower speaker for the center channel. Damn, damn they should have done that. Oh, well, I guess they're trying to show, show their center channel. Mm -hmm. um, um, and that sounded, that sounded good. Again, like when you do that and your floor is level, like you don't have a riser or anything mm -hmm. for like a second row, your tweeters are all at the perfect height. It's just like what I can do here with uh, these mm -hmm. speakers yeah. on, on these, you know, height adjustable speaker stands, right? Yeah. Um, now I have to fix that again. But, but uh, yeah, everything is everything is in line. So you can you can make sure that happens when you get, when you go with that kind of a setup. So it depends on space, man. Yeah. Uh, the Definitive Technology Room had, had, um, had their tower speakers uh, all around, you know, uh, as mm -hmm. well. Uh, so so did the Focal room. They had Cantas, Focal Canta 2s, which are what, 5,000 each? They had nine of those. <laughs> it's like, like almost 50,000 just in the, in the, and they had this like big $30,000 center channel. Ridiculous. Um, right. But uh, you can do it. You can do it and you will guarantee that like all your tweeters are like in the same uh, area on the same plane. But again, if you have the space, he says he has a Marantz Cinema 40. With seven oh, wow. channels. All right. With a seven channel app. Nice. It's in a living room and I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely yeah. helps. Giddy up. Giddy up. Um, follow up question, I guess, from Bodhi here. He asks, 
what if you put a speaker in a null? Can Dirac Art deal with that? And the action, it kind of can. It actually kind of can. Um, because you got to just remember that the null is caused by, typically, some kind of bounce off another wall. So if you can use one of the other speakers, depends on where it is also. Because if you can use one of the other speakers to actually cancel the sound before it even gets to the wall, well, there's no there's no cancellation that gets to you. Yeah. Right? That's why they call it active base. Uh, active. What am I saying? I don't know. Active. It's active, active versus. Treatment. Yeah, active room treatment. So yeah, it, it can do that. It definitely can. And the, that's what I'm saying. The more speakers that you have that can help assist with that, the more it can cancel out those sounds. So yeah, it's re actually really cool. Um, but it can sound a little bit weird. It's a, it actually some works a little too well in my opinion. And I would love a way for them to turn it Dial down it a little bit. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little too strong of an effect. Um, Have we tested a location res resolution? Can you tell thirty-five degrees versus forty-five degrees versus fifty-five degrees versus any degree when heights are concerned? Uh, can you tell? Yeah, I think after a certain amount, after a certain amount, you can you can tell. Um, I mean, it's pretty easy to test when you have these smaller speakers like Chana and I have, because I've actually, you know, I can put it on like a pole and then move it while I'm playing the sound. And the other thing that gives gives us an advantage is I can actually play the sounds. I can control the sounds while I'm listening. So in my home theater, I can plug in a laptop, I can set up HDMI, and then I can play sounds like I can play an Oro mix and actually move the sound specifically around the room where, around the room and i can see where it's supposed to be right so i can see where it's supposed to be and then i can actually move the speaker also and my answer would be i like 30 degrees because if i'm looking straight that's about the area where i can really tell that something is still in the same like what space about, this uh, way just higher right what the about it's going higher and higher I start losing that a little bit. Mm. So to me, that's a, a nice sweet spot. Remember, I think 45 is still acceptable. Once you start getting too high, it's it starts getting to the top of the head, in which case I don't know where anything is. If you put a speaker here, I can't tell where it's coming from. It's just uh, so sound is coming from somewhere up here. Yeah, it's not not precise. What, um, are you what if the 30 degrees is on the ceiling? What if they do the measurement? It's on the ceiling. No, yeah, that's that's fine. That's fine. I mean, uh, I, I I'm of the I'm of the thought of just like these guys right here. These are the mm -hmm. front high channels. Mm -hmm. and they are right above my left and rights. Mm -hmm. Like I I like if dude, I don't even give a shit about angles, bro. Like I, honestly, <laughs> I would just take a rectangular just just like just here's my front speaker front right. Mm -hmm. My high, front high right is right above it. Yeah. It says same with the left and same with the surrounds. Well, you know, there's a there was an AV. Not what what forum was it? I think it was on AVS. Somebody said, "Hey, I tried Oro, and I'm surprised that Techno Dad and Joe and Tell like it so much because they they weren't very impressed. They said it just sounded like like everything got taller. Like there was an you know how there's stereo expanders where it makes it sound wider. It yeah. just sounded taller. I'm like, yeah, that is kind of the effect. So if you didn't like that, that's kind of what oral kind of sounds like. It just sounds like it expands upward. Right. 
but like like fine. Wilfried to said, me, that's all I kind of want. Like Wilfried said, he he uh he designed it to add a second quadraphonic plane mm-hmm. above each speaker in the current setup. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm still pulling off of some, some shit Wilfred said and mm-hmm. what we talked about like what 20 minutes ago, whatever it was. Yeah, right. it's, it's let's mimic what we have on the ear level above so that we can have the most amount of coverage for the ear mm-hmm. level and for uh the heights. That's all. So but you know, the coverage. thing is that the fact that it sounds taller, right? The fact that yeah. it sounds like your soundstage is uh you know, Heightened. there's some high aspect to yeah. it. To me, that's all I really want. That's it. And what, what's funny is very much. a lot of the people that say, no, it has to be 45 to 55 because you need separation between the two things. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We don't want separate. We want cohesion. So when I put those sounds going straight up, you hear that. Otherwise, it's like, meep, 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 meep. Where, why, why is the sound going over here? Mm-hmm. Over here. It, they, we need that level of cohesion, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, not so much, you know. I know, mm. Joe. You were say you'd say, yeah, you want cohesion, but you you still want some sort of like separation, like space wise, right? Well, I just want to know that it's coming from the left still. At a certain right, point, right, the higher right, right, right. goes up. I'm not sure if it's really coming from the left. I just know it's up, up somewhere. there somewhere. You know, so that's the problem. the The higher up you go, the less that you can tell whether it's left, center, right, right. Well, so. Bodhi has Bodhi has an idea. Three mm-hmm. heights across the front. Three heights across the middle, <laughs> mid ceiling three. So nine height channels, <laughs> and and Bodhi, I actually have three height across the front. I have a center height. Yeah, center height for Oro, right? That's a yeah. It it, it works. You know, when something pans from left to right on the top, you can kind of hear it. But I don't think it's a crucial speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else? Man, when can we talk about our our next uh, spatial toolkit thing? I don't know, man. I know you know we, we we've leaked we a little. Bit. Show there... the picture. Show the picture. Show the picture that was in the other thing. <laughs> we try to find it. Here, I'll find it. Okay, I just I'll just the go to the Facebook. Fine, right? Thank you. All right. I think my I, I'm gonna have to go soon. I I our guests are here. I think. All right. All right. Because I know you know it's a holiday oh. and all. Oh yeah, those things. I I have a picture here. Oh, you got you got. I think you got it faster than me. Yeah, I'm just okay. scrolling up. Let's see here. Oh yeah, this is yeah yeah. You you got it faster. Is that okay. Yeah, go for it. All right. Yeah. Um, always pushing, mentioning the um, the Marantz, uh buyback program or whatever it's called, receive a credit. Mm-hmm. Do 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 yeah. do. We got a little <gasps> something we're working on here. What is that? Yeah. yeah, so this should be real exciting. You guys got to watch out for this. And this is mainly for, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are having a tough time with the spatial audio calibration toolkit. You know, the main complaint that we usually get, what is the main complaint from people who have not bought it yet? Uh, how do I play this? Well, no, no, <laughs> who have not bought it. Who have not bought it? Um, a lot of it's, times too, it's expensive. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. And the problem is that we actually have to ship this disc to various places. And sometimes the shipping is expensive. Oh, what about making the disc? They had to make the disc. disc. There was like the Blu-ray authoring. There's so there's there's 160 tracks on there, but I had to send the Blu-ray author guy three tracks, three files per track. So 480 tracks I sent to this guy to do the um 
Yeah, and then and then they would they have to send it to the Blu-ray manufacturing people, right? Yeah, yeah. There's all that we had to design all the cover art. Uh, well, we didn't. I yeah, know, Angela did it all. But <laughs> thank you, Angela. Um, but you know, it's funny. Um, I've been messing around with uh, AI. Uh, you know, generated images, and Joe's like, "Hey, stop messing around with stupid AI stuff and make a make make, make us a new album cover for for our yeah. new product." So, exactly. Well, you know, the so thing we did that, it. People are complaining. Yeah, the price is too high, and I keep saying, "We would love to make a less expensive product." Sometimes it's just not feasible, especially at the very beginning when you have a, a lot of upfront costs and just time that you've spent. Yeah, you just gotta kind of make that up first. But now. We're into it a little bit, and uh, that I would love to come up with a product that is more affordable. I promised it, and so we'll have to wait and see uh, if uh, if this guy over here and I, if we can actually deliver on that. We're gonna have to. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, I mean, look, mm-hmm. if you guys, if you guys watching now or on the replay, thought that where is it? I have one right here. Thought that this was going to be a one and done thing. <laughs> you guys just don't know. We're crazy. We got all <laughs> kinds of stuff lined up and in store for you because we just want to work more. <laughs> that's, that's it. We just want to do more work. You know, I mean, shit, it's a holiday and we're here. Yeah. Working. We love, we love working. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I've been talking about magic beans for so long. I just want to release it already. <laughs> uh, release the beans. Release it. And so just doing some finishing touches on the uh, the user interface. And you need to make sure it looks pretty. But I wonder if I could, I can, I can share it. I don't care. Sneak peeks. You know what I mean? I don't want people thinking that it's, uh, that it's uh, what you call How it. What was all that? <laughs> Uh, Tim, freeze frame that and blow it up. I want to know what was on the desktop. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh, Fred. Where'd it go? Oh, because oh, it's full screen. Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> what are you going to see? You're going to see chicken recipes, fried chicken. You're going to see my notes about what uh, what I want to talk about. And then you're going to see uh, the, the chat here. Oh. Here we go. Share my phone. Window. Don't share the Here's... wrong one. No, nah, that's okay. Vapor. What are you gonna find out? True Target. Is that what that's it's called? It. Is that that's the official name? Yeah, it's True. called True Target. So oh, it's not Beans called Magic anyway. Beans. Damn. No, no, no. The company name is Magic Beans. Magic Beans oh. Audio. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Magic dude, you got Beans your audio. MBA. Finally that's got right. your MBA, huh? There you go. <laughs> so yeah, you know, credentials, how to measure. You know, the layout, just to give you an idea how it looks, microphone selection. These aren't the actual graphs that we're going to be using, but you kind of get the idea. Yeah. Look at that. It looks like a, a an actual, like, an actual product somebody made. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is that the product actually works. I have it. on. I mean, it's not I like it. I'm, I'm not showing just, you know, stuff, but we need to make it look prettier. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know. Especially I mean, the desktop version, right? The desktop version. Yeah, already, I already have it here. You know, I can log in. Boom. So it works. I can, yeah, you've already done a calibration using this. You know? Yeah, like a few. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what version I have and what version you're on, but I've definitely done a few. So you know how many revisions we've done? I asked 
and I said, you know, how many revisions are we on? I think it was 146. So 146. You, may have, uh, you may have like 13. <laughs> Lots of changes. Yeah. yeah. Hello, hello, hello. It works. You it see? works with your phone. It's a real, it's a real product. Uh, I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to start promoting. Yeah. That's, thank that's, you. That's that. Cause what, what dude, I'm, I'm going to be up in there with the tutorial video. This is what you do. And you know what that does, ladies and gentlemen? It gives you a custom target curve for your room specifically. Yep. Welcome. Uh, the question, somebody had a question. Does it, is it a separate thing or does it work in conjunction with the spatial audio calibration toolkit? And it does work with the spatial toolkit because we have a separate, a set of tones that we need. You have to use the SACT to use Magic Beans. So yeah. If you already um, have the SACT, cool. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't, you're going to have to. So he says that. here, you know, it says pink noise source, a source for, for full range pink noise. Examples include REW and the spatial audio calibration toolkit. So you can use pink noise from REW, except REW can't play all the sounds to your height speakers. Height channel, that's, yeah. the, that's the problem. But yeah. Toolkit can. Uh, anything else? I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's all we got. I'm gonna go hop into the after show. Yeah, it is I'm Labor Day. Here. I want you to hang out with your guests. So yeah, yeah. Let's do all that. Make sure you uh, check out the audio only version of the podcast. I'll use my podcaster voice, anchor.fm/slash/dailyhi-fi. Right. And if uh, you would like to buy any merch, go to shop.dailyhi-fi.com and pick up your your daily hi-fi crew shirts and hats. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, um this silly little anchor. No, wait, no. What is this? The bitly oh, yeah. daily hi-fi crew situation. Um on yeah. behalf of myself. <laughs> Angela, Tim, can you can somebody change that so it's something that's on our website? We can use like dailyhi-fi.com forward slash oh forward slash memberships. Yeah, that would be great. Be Let's easy. make it happen. Okay. All right. Um, yes, uh, on behalf of myself, Joe, and um, Aaron, um, you guys have a great rest of your Labor Day, and we will see you next week. All right. Take care, everybody.